Hi, and welcome to Mystic Magic, a podcast about spirituality and healing. I am your host, Maria, local freelance artist, Brujera. And I am with my beautiful co-host, Jenny. Hi, I'm Jenny, and I'm co-hosting this beautiful show with Maria. And I'm mostly into light work, healing, yoga, and all of those other related stuff. And today, in light of our very sad post-apocalyptic este <laughs> pandemic days, <laughs> we are presented with so much new information about celebrities, mm-hmm. about people we work with, about people we used to know or currently mm-hmm. know. And we have been trying to and needing to adjust our belief system. And sometimes it's just disappointing or tiring. So that's what we're mm-hmm. going to talk about in this episode today. Music, 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 music. music. Uh, so, I love that part, actually. To be seriously honest. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't. I love it. <laughs> like that music, music thing is just yeah. absolutely hilarious. Yes, me too. Okay, so hi, Ate Jenny. Hi. I will, yeah, I will get right to the question. So. What do you do when you're presented new information about someone or something and it's made you question yourself about how you know them or how you know something and it just feels horrible and bad? So like... Mm, actually, like yeah, For that's... example, with cancel culture or like knowing mm-hmm. someone did something bad but you also had really good memories with them. Like they were mm-hmm. your teacher or something. How do you deal with that? Okay, but this is just me. But first, like, let me give like a sort of like context with the episode because I absolutely, I absolutely vibe with what you were saying that, you know, like during this apocalyptic thing that we're having, we're presented <laughs> with so much, but it's true. We're presented with so much new information and um, the energies are like pretty weird because we're going through something major. Everything is changing. The energy is changing. And so also um, the context of our lives change. The context of our situations also changes. So yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. So what do I do when I'm presented with an information that does not currently vibe into my framework and my worldview? Well, to yeah. be honest, the first thing, right? The first thing that actually happens to me is like, I feel my body shutting down. I'd be like, no, yeah, I'm not prepared to accept that. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe it. Look, I am your father. Ganong level of taong, yeah, exactly. Ganong level of like exactly. inside out, pulling out all the crap that's inside, and then just, you know. Yes, yeah. but I also um, I feel I feel like I'm at a point in my life right now where I can also say that I am aware of that reaction. Like mm-hmm. I know when that happens, that's just like really my body not thinking about things and just really it's it's a reaction that's not rational it's just an immediate reaction to my body and so when it's like that I, it's easy for me it's easier for me to step back and be like zoom out and be more objective about things so when mm-hmm. i'm in that space when i'm not too focused on like shit really how can you how could you do that when i'm in mm-hmm. not, when i'm not in that space i am i get to become more curious so that's that's where i start um, so instead of like outright rejecting a specific situation or a specific fact, mm-hmm. I try to be curious about it. So I'm like, 
first I ask why I'm rejecting it. And then two, I ask why, why is this not possible? Because like my reality and the other situation's reality, you know, they could both be valid. And that's where I usually start thinking mm. that, hey, those two things don't have to be mutually exclusive. Yeah. Those two things can actually coexist. Yeah, there's like a meme and, about that, right? Like this truth and this Really? Truth. There's a meme? <laughs> yeah. This truth and this truth can be not mutually exclusive and people just have to deal. I love that. Yeah. Actually, I, I want to, I just want to comment now that that's actually very postmodern in the sense that um, mm-hmm. philosophy wise, we are acknowledging that mm-hmm. it's so important to acknowledge where people are coming from. And so I really like how you say that it's a space or being holding the space. There's really a physicality mm-hmm. to this in terms of being able it to really is. breathe and being able to occupy this seeming paradox of like mm-hmm. this and this that seem exclusive are actually both true at the same time. Exactly. They're occupying the same space at the same time. Yeah, so it's almost like when like, the Zen masters um, meditate on a koan and it's impossible. Mm-hmm. So it's almost mm-hmm. like everybody's collectively doing this koan of, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this is a personal impossible, but, it's so but true. I have to hold it, right? And But the thing is, it's not but anymore it's so a meditation. Yeah, it's not a meditation practice anymore. You're forced to deal with the truth, with these complex because- and paradoxical truths. That's true. I love how you brought in the Kwan into this thing because yeah, that is so right. Because they just meditate for hours on like certain mantras and certain truths until they actually seriously get into the core and heart of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. That's really, really fascinating. I'm curious though, is there a you so you're saying that's how it feels in the start, but is there like a process Mm -hmm. that you go through in terms of like do you try holding the opposite truth more and then integrating it with the truth that you used to know? Or do you like, how do you walk yourself um, through that thing? So for me, it really just starts with being curious and being open about the fact that, you know, my truth is not the truth, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it starts with that for me, personally. That recognizing that my truth is not the universal truth and I'm not so sure if that actually exists. So it starts with me by being curious. And then... You mentioned something about Brene Brown. Curious, um, yeah, actually, Brene Brown has a very beautiful book about holding complex truths. And it's about, and the, the title of the book is Braving the Wilderness, The Courage for True Belonging and the Courage to Stand Alone. So basically, it's a book about learning how to hold on to your own truths and being comfortable with that, even if it's going to be different, even if it's not the universal truth, even if you're going against the tide. So it's something like that. But for me, but for me, it starts with being curious and then allowing myself to change my mind. And if I did change my mind and it doesn't, um, it doesn't resonate with whatever I feel like society approves of, then like I put into practice what I learned in Brene Brown's book, like how to hold my own truths, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's not the general, even if it's not a general view of the population. So that's how I use it. But how do you do it? Um, well, actually, if I think about this, it's actually, I mean, I super acknowledge what Brene is saying, but it's actually also super mm-hmm. tiring to go against the type, right? Like, there's a reason why we look for community mm-hmm. and support. Because you want mm-hmm. to reaffirm these mm-hmm. things and these basic mm-hmm. um, assumptions that they're true. And then, mm-hmm. oh crap, they're not, right? And then you have this 
<laughs> loss of stability. And I think that's what people are so nervous about and so tired then with mm-hmm. um how of the continuous upheavals because there is comfort, right? There is comfort mm-hmm. with a more simple truth. But I think we're coming to a stage where we are wanting to transform really hard, deep-seated things that we have refused to look at for a long time. And we've come to a mm-hmm. point where we have to look at them now. And I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, so we, we have to build a certain stamina towards mm-hmm. understanding, comprehending, and knowing. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like what you said about the whole community thing because I, I resonate with that, that going against the diet is actually incredibly tiring. Um, mm-hmm. But that's the thing. I think one of the main points of the book is that you don't have to, like, because going against the diet sort of has this energy of, like, aggression, of, like, pushing against, mm-hmm. of, like, sort of, like, okay. a counterforce, but it doesn't have to be like that. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like holding complex truths is to be able to be okay with, yeah, your opinion might not be popular, and that's okay. And there is no sort of, like, there there is no need for aggression. It's sort of like learning how to coexist with complex truths, something like that. So I feel like that's one of the main, one of the main points of the book, because it delves a lot into like how you shouldn't dehumanize other people when they have a different opinion, because that can be super duper polarizing. Because when you start demonizing the other part, that's when you're like, okay, my truth is the absolute truth. But that's, that's not really the case. Yeah, but what makes things even more difficult these days is that not only mm-hmm. do you have like a collapsed digital space where a bunch of stressed people mm-hmm. are spending so much time on, right? <laughs> they, they, right? You that have, is true. Um, and then you have the you have like these texts that doesn't have the nuance of a conversation, right? So there's mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. it's so easy to be polarized, and I feel like um, mm-hmm. especially with a lot of social media. Um, the way we discuss issue these days is personality politics, not just of mm-hmm. ideas, but even ourselves. Like when we present an idea, mm-hmm. we identify ourselves with the idea. So even if the idea becomes defunct or, you know, it could be cleaned up or something, mm-hmm. we feel like they're attacking mm-hmm. us instead of just the idea. That's true. Right. So that I think, is true. So I think what's, I think what was really important about you, what, what you said is the whole dehumanizing part. Because when we're discussing, it's so easy to attack the person rather than really be able to. Like you need an immense ocean of love to even be able to explain something to someone of contradicting experience, right? Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. and it's tiring. It's super tiring. So there's the whole, especially for like the people who are like kind of mad at the social justice warriors or like restorative justice people. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's tiring. But um, there's this part of me that's like, focus on what system is being transformed, not mm-hmm. the fatigue of canceling people. Because I feel like people yeah. are fluid and changeable. I know mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who feel like they don't, they aren't changeable. <laughs> but, but and that's it, okay too. <laughs> that's okay too. Yeah, yeah. That, that's okay too. That's okay too. But I feel like we really need to like, don't lose your eye on the ball. I feel like the ball is mm-hmm. the values that are being shifted right now. The systems that are what being do you mean? shifted right now. What I mean is that I also learned this from nonviolent communication. 
So basically, mm-hmm. when you're having an argument or you're contradicting on something or you're trying to communicate mm-hmm. something, focus on something tangible and practical. So instead mm-hmm. of saying that you're selfish, say that, oh, I noticed that you do more things for yourself during the process than helping the others in the group. Gets more, you're mm-hmm. focusing on the verbs, you're focusing on the actions that you want yep. that you want to happen rather than immediately judge your selfish person. Yeah. 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 You say yeah. you state that, oh, it looked like you were more busy with yourself than others during this presentation. Right. So it was more of like, I'm not judging you to be selfish. What mm-hmm. prevented you from having this desired action? And, you know, basically mm-hmm. this desired ritual yeah. and like social agreement for you to help. Mm-hmm. And then ask them, why didn't you do that? Instead of saying, you're selfish and a piece of shit, right? And instead, you, you you physicalize it, right? And yeah, like, that's so true. I yeah, think how people do that, though, because it's just so much easier to... Yeah, it's so much you faster don't require to... any sort of like... Exactly, you don't... It doesn't require any sort of thinking. You just start attacking the personality of... The person instead of actually, you know, zooming in to what they did and their actions. Yeah. So, yeah, I really feel like it's important that we separate, we learn how to separate the action mm-hmm. and the actual person from whatever it is that we're discussing. And it's just so much easier to hold like a nonviolent space for discussion. It's not, it's, it, it shouldn't be a witch hunt. It should be what oppressive system, <laughs> what value system are you trying to get rid of? Like, like, Yung kalaban, mm-hmm. the enemy is always a thing that hurts other people. It's never... That's true. I mean, I get it that a lot of times it is a person. But when people mm-hmm. have are triggered by rage towards a certain person, they're actually really angry at an idea. Especially mm-hmm. if you don't know the that person like, for not real. Really like, like, it, yeah. On a human like, level. On, like, you like, don't even know this person. <laughs> Yeah, you don't even know them on like a one-to-one basis and you have this visceral, physical, tiring, exhausting opinion about mm-hmm. them. So for example, like like even on a political level, I know it's mm-hmm. easy to like dehumanize someone who's been really crappy and then just, mm-hmm. just go to down with it. But actually, mm-hmm. it would be much more productive if you said, this is what you're doing wrong. And then you flip it and this is what we should be doing, Right. And I think I think that's what I really learned from a lot of activist friends mm-hmm. in a sense that it's not about feeling, it's it's what do you actually do? Right? Like, oh I feel what do you mean it's not about person. feelings. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Like it, I yeah. feel this person's a bad person. No, 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 no. What did they do? Like, what is the receipt? Yeah. Right, right? What's what's the <laughs> what's the proof? Right? Right. And then and then change mm-hmm. it. Because really, um, I feel like if you really want reform or if you really want Maybe reform's not the best word. Maybe you want mm-hmm. the like something if you want some like change or if you're really mm-hmm. concerned about the care for the community, you would mm-hmm. you would be deeply involved with how things can move forward. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. not it's not it's productive not to to it's not productive to just create like a puppet that people can easily like, oh, he's the villain. Right. Even in stories, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. we cast oh mm-hmm. villain rather than cast a system as the villain or cast a value system that's the villain. But yeah, exactly. it's just it's it's just hard to hold abstract concepts too. So But and that's okay. We're all just like we're all learning how to do this. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that we're all in this together is just 
really comforting. But one of the things that I learned from also Brene Brown about not dehumanizing, how to not dehumanize other people is you really focus on the, you really focus on the human aspect of it. So that's where, that's why it's really important to separate the person from their actual actions or their, their belief system, mostly because if you focus on um, like the humanity, like the, I don't know how to say it. We have this word in Filipino. It's called kapwa. If mm-hmm. you really focus on your kapwa tao, it's mm-hmm. easier for you to like tune in to the fact that, wait, this is a fellow human being. And this fellow human being has a different life context, a different framework, a different history. And that person believes this situation should be like this or the situation is X because of that. And it's just easier to be kinder to the other party if they disagree with you or if they don't see the situation the way that you do. When you tune into that, when you tune into the actual person in front of you, and that's when you actually separate the action from the person. Because when you tune into the actual person, you're like, hey, okay, like this is why this person is like this. This is why they believe so-and-so. I feel like it's just easier to have a non-violent, conversation with that person yeah i feel like this could be a long ass episode but just to like just for my final idea i want to say that this is a process and that it's really hard just because we're so cultured to have such a violent way of communicating angst and i feel like Mm -hmm. even for a lot of spiritual or intuitive circles there is this almost low-key encouragement to just not engage right not listen, tune it Not out. engaged because yeah, it's... Yeah, like, like vibe a different frequency. Um, Don't mess with political stuff or, you know, um, don't, you know, if you can't manage it. To a certain degree, yes. I mean, you do protect your own mm-hmm. energy. But I feel like a part of me doesn't agree with that. Mm-hmm. It's, it is spiritual work to sort out how you are triggered <laughs> by, by, by conversations or by people or by arguments. One of the mm-hmm. things that I really love from the nonviolent communicator author is that mm-hmm. every time someone is being, he, he calls it, someone is being a jackal to you. Basically, they don't see you as mm-hmm. a person and just are like yelling at you or whatever, or are just mm-hmm. angry or are painting you as like the villain or something. Listen mm-hmm. for the need underneath the, underneath their insult or underneath how they casted you as judgmental. So basically, are you saying, and then you just reflect that back in, in the sense that, are mm-hmm. you saying that you need more time from me? So, so they say, you're selfish. And then you say, are you saying that you feel like I'm not giving enough time for you? So if you, if you acknowledge the need, you actually have mm-hmm. a more productive conversation instead of just being like, oh, I hate that we're fighting. And then I just can't yeah. talk to you when you're fighting. You, do you see how much yeah. more creative and like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's more healing. True. I feel there's more process. You know, yeah, that's true. That's true. But also, I think like just for nonviolent communication, I feel like really a good place to start is to not paint it as binary. It's not yeah, an us yeah. versus them kind of rhetoric. It's like there is no victim. There, I mean, there is no villain. There is no hero. Whatever. We're all just in the same page because I feel like when we start. When we start off from a place like that, then it's just so much easier to, to humanize the other party because it's sort of like you you start off like othering right mm-hmm. away when yeah. you're like, when you start to vilify 
And I feel like when that happens, the conversation just goes downhill. Because right then, right there and then you're like defining, oh, you're like, you're it's either you're for us or you're against us. But it doesn't like that's that's not really true. We just have different contexts. So that's why the way things are, because we believe like we have different life histories and so and so. So I really feel like it's important right off the bat to not other mm-hmm. others. <laughs> Like, yeah. don't start from that place of, like, othering, right? Yeah, but to because anyone then how are you going to carry on with the conversation? Yeah. Yeah, but to anyone who's listening, I totally acknowledge if all of this sounds impossible, difficult, and, like, something mm-hmm. you can't be at the place at yet, it could be, like, a process you want to try out or mm-hmm. curious about or at least try, in a sense. Because... I get it. We're not all exploded into an experience of everybody being ourselves. So you know you're gonna you're gonna not like some people, right? You're gonna you're gonna have people you're still gonna have a hard time holding this about. But I feel like just leaving that open, like in the back of your mm-hmm. head, that's already. Mm-hmm. I feel like it relieves a lot of. That's stress. a big thing. Yeah, it's a yeah. big thing already. It's a it's a big thing already because you're just you're just and it's the same story literally open. for. It's the same story literally for everyone. Literally for every issue. It's the same mm-hmm. it's the same play of people not understanding You're, each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like a it's like a dance of communication all the time. And it's always mm-hmm. asking you, will you dance more gracefully? Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that question. Will you dance? Um, will you dance more gracefully? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I really resonate with I really resonate with what you said that that we're all like it's okay if you're not here. I mean, these are all just tips. This is how um, this is how we both do it. This is how we both view the situation. But it doesn't mean that you know we carry this out. Like we execute this one hundred percent all of the time. Like of course we all still struggle with holding our complex truths. I mean, it's not easy. But I really feel like just as long as the intention is there, and just as long as you try your best to practice, then that's more than enough. And I really like what you said that like it starts from that it starts from that energy of just being open and curious instead of like closing down in tightness. If you enter into a situation with that, with that energy of lightness or just like openness and curiosity, like see how it feels for you to carry out a conversation with that sort of energy instead of like going to full on battle mode right away if you're presented with something that you know doesn't agree with your mental framework and it just makes things fun (laughs) exactly actually yeah and fun doesn't mean that you're not smart or that you're not compassionate Mm -hmm. actually i feel like you could actually be Mm -hmm. more level-headed and if you do decide Mm -hmm. to put distance or cut ties in this level-headed place yo i totally support you Mm -hmm. and yeah um, thank you for That's listening true. to our episode. Please check out our other episodes and tune, send us any questions if you want us to address any other issues. And thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Mystic Magic. Bye.
Mystic Magic is produced, recorded, and distributed by Big Baby Studios. You can find us on facebook.com slash mysticmagicpodcast and find our episodes on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. 